as you saw, Pastor is not here, so he asked me again to kind of share with you folks um, what was in my mind or my heart. And um, every month or so, I try to send in my notes or where I'm going to be talking about with the youth group. And um, I, you know, I sent in my notes and always kind of asking the Lord to guide me around what the needs are for for the youth or what the youth group might be going through or what obstacles they might be facing. Um, and as you know, the, the obstacles, a young, you were all young at one point, right? Um, that we face as young people, you know, change throughout time. So my, my, you know, as I was praying, I said, Lord, you know, you know, guide me, show me what, what the topic should be. And, um, I came across, uh, I, I titled this month's topics, uh, value of, and we spoke about work, money, and friends. Um, that's the stuff. That's my notes I submitted. Um, you know, the youth group, the youth are getting to a point where some of them are starting their first job, or they're looking for internships, or you know, what does the Bible say about work? What does the Bible say about your first paycheck, your money that you start, you know, earning? Um, they have a young lady. Um, oh yeah, your daughter, um, Kaylee. She's working, and you know, we we get to sharing and. And a lot of it is just, oh, I'm, I'm trying to spend some money. I'm trying to buy me. And, 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 you know, what does the Bible say about all that? And then finally it was uh, about friends, the value of, of having friends, being a friend. And so when Pastor Stewart uh, reached out to me, he's like, just share what you're going to share with the youth with the entire church. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was like, well, was like, we don't have friends as old people. That's why. The older we are, we get less friends. But, um, but I was like, you know, if, 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 if the Lord led me in this way, he knew it was going to happen. It's got to be for a reason. Uh, and I had tried to change the, the subject for a while. Was, during the couple, last couple of weeks, I was like, okay, let me, let me pray about it. Let me get spiritual and let me see. God probably wants to, me to talk about something more adult theme. I don't know. Um, but it just it resonated with me. And they're like, Pastor Stewart said again, just share. Were you going to share with the youth? Share it with the congregation. I said, okay. Let's talk about, about friends and the value of, of, of what friendships um, uh, are. <laughs> and so, um, you know, growing up myself, uh, I, you know, like I said, though I feel um, the older we get, um, our circle of friends becomes a little bit smaller. Um, having friends, um, at least in my time in high school, was kind of one of the uh, top ranking things on my list to do or have. Um, I don't want to be a loner. I don't want to be viewed as someone who doesn't have friends or who's, you know, an outcast. So um, the problem with that was that I would often, um, you know, succumb to pressures or succumb to, you know, um, ways of thinking that weren't Christ-like or of a Christian just to fit in. Um, I'm glad that the older I got, those things were in the past. I I figured, you know, it's it's not as important to be accepted by everyone or liked by exactly everyone. And so, uh, you know, the impact that my friends had growing up, um, I still feel it to this day. Um, from the group of friends that I had, I probably, about a handful of them from high school and from just my younger days. I don't know, some of you guys look at me like... What are you talking about? You're younger than I'm only 31, but you know when I was 15 or so, um, maybe a handful of them I still interact with. I still reach out to, I I send a text to, I give a call to, uh, and the power of social media nowadays. I have, 
I found friends from middle school, from elementary school that I hadn't seen, and you know, just seeing that we're all grown up, families, friends, uh, families, and kids, and you know, and and it just it makes me value that time I had with them. Um, I also came to a point in the realization that I shared with the youth as well as like not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. Um, as a, as a friend, um, you know, I've had best friends like I said in middle school, high school, who I not because of fallouts or, or arguments or anything, we just kind of drifted apart. You know, we went to different high schools, different you know colleges, and we kind of lost touch. Um, but like I said, with the power of social media, I've I've found some of them and. Although we don't communicate anymore, I, you know, we go through their pictures and I see that they're either married or kids and have careers and it's always, um, it's always wonderful. Um, so some people are just meant to be in our lives for a few years, a few months, a few days. Um, but as Christians, you know, I, what does the Bible, again, what does the Bible say about, about friends and friendships and, and, and how, that's supposed to be, you know, just because we are called to demonstrate Christ's love and, and towards everyone, does that necessarily mean we need to become friends with every single person that we interact with? Um, and so that's what kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, again, we got, I'm just going to hit three quick points. I've written them down here. Uh, the value of a friend, the value of being a friend, and the final question is a friend to who? And so I'm just going to get a quick word of prayer. I always like to pray before I start just so it kind of calms my nerves a little bit. And, you know, may the Lord help me express what I want to express. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone that made their way out to, to meet. Uh, I pray that your Holy Spirit just takes control and, and guides this message. And that your word may land on, um, on good soil. Um, I thank you for everyone, Lord God, and I pray that uh, this message may be of benefit to anyone, everyone who hears it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so, like I said, um, the value of, I, I spoke about the value of work, and I, I kind of mentioned how, even from the beginning of time, God himself worked. And as soon as Adam and Eve were created, he didn't tell them to hang out and chill out. He told them, you know, you know work the land. Um, uh, I, I, like I said, I, some of them were starting their first jobs or thinking about going into a summer job. You know, how should they view that according to the Bible as well as money? Uh, what does the Bible say about money? How should we use it? How should we uh, handle it? And I, I told them, I was honest with them, if I could go back in time, uh, one of the best pieces of advice would be to myself would be invest your money. It's, you know, save your money. Don't be so, you get your first job. Don't just blow away your money. Essentially, everything my dad was telling me at the time, I would tell myself, listen to your dad. Um, you know, and, and the power of money to impact others and to change your life positively, negatively, if you let it. We spoke about the love of money, the, the, the being the root of all kinds of evil and how, you know, we or people do whatever it takes, legal, illegal, to acquire it, you know, some people are in certain situations that they're willing to turn to illegal activities to get out of them. Um, greed, it just festers in us and, and the obsession to, to obtain it and how it can negatively impact our lives. And so uh, these things have value. That's why God talks about them. And so the, the passage I chose to kind of start off with uh, is in Ecclesiastes um, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. 
Um, it says, uh, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Finally, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So God himself ascribes value to friendship. Uh, that word itself, friends or friendship, gets thrown a lot, around a lot. Um, like I said, I, I mentioned to the youth group as well, like just as much as the word love or hate, you know. I love tacos. I love this. I love that. I hate her. I hate him. Um, and the words we just kind of utter them as, you know, as if they had no value to them. Um, same with friends. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's not intentional, I'm sure, but it's like the way we, we, we express ourselves about it is very, um, in a very, uh, you know, light way without uh, care. And so today, that's, that's what I kind of want to encourage. The first point is the, the value of a friend. What does it mean uh, to be a friend and to, to value that? Um, first of all, I mean, maybe I can open it up to you folks. What do you think? Because this is what I often do. I, I get up on the board and I, I write down what the, what the kids, you know, share with me, but I don't have a board. But what do you, as adults, um, uh, how would you... Uh, define or describe a friend, someone that you would say this, uh, think about that friend that you may have in your life, what characteristics does he or she have, that you say this is what makes her or him a friend to me. Maria? To me, uh, friends develop during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, people help me out, and uh, how I see them, I see them as angels that God has People that are around to bless you, to help you out during difficult times. Maureen? Sharing the same values obviously uh, sometimes strengthens any relationship, correct? Anyone else that you said, Dennis? Yeah. When it comes to friends, you know, you have different levels of transparency with certain friends. Surface level. So it's like the value of a true friend would be someone who can lay down the guard and share what's on your heart and know that that's a safe haven to be able to share what you're going through. Amen. As you get older, that's a small group of people. Amen. We have more responsibilities that we're willing to share more burdens that we're willing to share with others as we get older. So I, I thank you guys for sharing. And exactly, that's some of the points I wrote down. Um, a friend, uh, you know, is there with you in the good times, bad times, uh, corrects you, is willing to tell you the truth uh, when they see you straying or, uh, away. Um, your friendship is consistent of, you know, opening up one's hearts, sharing dreams, aspirations, hopes, troubles with someone else. Um, Sometimes, even like I said, I, I wrote it down. Sometimes, simply to vent, not necessarily seeking a solution every single time, but to be heard. Um, and sometimes, yeah, to seek advice um, of, of wisdom. Um, 
So, you know, identifying these people in our lives is very important and keeping them is even more. Um, so what is the, 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 the benefits or the value of having such people in our lives? So verse 9 says it very clearly. Um, Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. So partnering up with someone can benefit your labor, whether that be, you know, your manual work or, or you know, um, um, if you're heading off towards uh, a goal, a dream. I, I spoke to them about uh, heading off to colleges and, and picking out your school. Uh, hanging with people that have that same mindset that you want to have, um, heading towards that same direction adds value to it. I remember um, my first uh, official job after high school was uh, uh, landscaping. I was mowing lawns and doing all that with uh, with a friend of mine. Um, he had his own uh, business, and he had about 20, 25 houses he'd, he'd attend to, and he offered me a job. Uh, now that I think about it, I, I see why, because it was very difficult for one person to do those routes by himself. So we'd get to a house, we got to a rhythm where I would, you know, we'd pop open his trailer, I'd take the lawnmower, I'd start with the lawnmower, he'd get the weed eater, he'd start doing all the edges. By the time I was done mowing, he'd start leaf blowing, I'll trim up whatever hedges or, or roses, whatever needed to be taken care of. And we were usually done within half an hour or so, depending on the house, where he would tell me that usually it would take him almost twice as long um, when he did that by himself. And that example came to mind when, 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 when I was reading this because when he reached out to me, you know, obviously he extended it as a invitation, you know, I'm going to pay you, blah, blah, blah. but I also saw it as, man, you're trusting me. This is your business. I was just a 17-year-old kid getting out of high school. I I knew how to work a lawnmower, but I can tell you how many sprinklers I ran over with it. And I could see his frustration when 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 he'd tell me like, "Don't avoid those." And I would run them over. And if you have any experience with yard work, you'll see how those completely get destroyed. And sometimes the water. Anyways, um, but he trusted me. He he was he was a little older than I was. Uh, he was making, uh, you know, a business for himself, but he saw in me the potential to help him and, 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 and the value of it. And he is one of those friends that I still maintain contact with. Um, and he really, um, he really felt my absence, I could say, when I left home to come to the Bay Area. And then soon after my, my whole family moved to, to Stockton and, um, and yeah, he would come over to the house and, you know, we'd hang out and, um, but yeah, I, he, he would express that to me, man. I really felt it when you left. I felt it even more when your entire family left. And, um, but you know, hearing those things, it means, you know, the impact that we had on each other's lives. So first, first benefit, you know, partnering with someone, um, can benefit your labor, whatever it is that you're, you're seeking to do, obviously with the guidance of the Lord, but if, if you're, if you're, you know, don't, don't go at it alone. Um, and then verse number 10, uh, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. We've all needed, um, help at some point in our lives. You know, um, God has never called, at least I don't see an example of, there were times where Jesus himself went off, um, to be alone and to pray. And, you know, it says that he drew away from the crowds, but, uh, God doesn't call us to be the lone wolves, you know, the lone wanderer, the, the guy who can do it all on his own. Um, he calls us to a community. Uh, he calls us to partner with people. Um, 
the example of him and his 12 disciples wasn't because, you know, necessarily he needed, you know, uh, companions or friends, but it was more so I see it as, uh, as an example for us of how we should interact with others. He, he, he spent time imparting his knowledge to them and, and imparting his spirit unto them and, and giving us an example of how we should, um, interact, um, with, with others. And so, like, like we mentioned before, um, as, as we get older, our circles become smaller, our friends. What we're willing to entrust them, um, you know, it's the information we're willing to share, the, the, the struggles we're willing to share, um, become, you know, more and more important in our lives. And so, so I want to encourage you today that even if not out there, at least in here, we can find someone in, in, in the VLC community, um, who we can call our friend and say, I need to talk to you about this, or I, I just need to vent, or I need to, you know, find some words of encouragement. Um, I know I have people who have me on speed dial when it comes to, um, they get a flat tire or something, or the car breaks down. Uh, uh, I always tell them, get AAA. No, we got you, Geo. Okay. So, um, you know, I, it's with simple things like that, um, as, like I said, as to more, you know, complex things um, in our lives. And so the second point I want to talk about is the value of being a friend. Uh, oftentimes we look, um, I see the, the social media landscape, and I talk about it now a lot because it's only going to get more um, crazy. I guess I, I, I don't know how, the, how, how else to say it. Um, I've seen, you know, stories and articles of, of, of young people who have been driven to suicide because of the pressures of social media, um, because they're trying to keep up with an image that they see portrayed. Um, at first I used to kind of, um, laugh. I, yeah, I used to kind of laugh a little bit about, um, they call it cyberbullying, right? I'm like, dude, just turn your computer off and go away. But uh, it's it's not that simple. <laughs> I, I, I used to think, how do you how are you getting cyberbullied? I used to get bullied bullied in school. Um, how are you getting cyberbullied? It's like you know, turn your screen off. Just but the 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 roles that social media plays now in our life and the pressures that are coming from not just in person but now even in in the virtual world where you can't even get away from it. It's, it's, it's so, you know, um, encompasses the, you know, like I said, the young people a lot and maybe even us as, as, as adults. Um, but I also see a lot of people constantly posting things like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting rid of all the negative people in my life and, you know, um, you know, no more fake friends or, um, you know, a lot of times I think about it and I read those posts and even though I sometimes say that myself, I'm like, man, Someone's probably going to get rid of me then, because I'm not always the best. You know, it's it's so easy. Like Kendra was saying, to, everyone's the worst driver. We're the best drivers on the road. Everyone's always, everyone's doing the wrong thing except me. I'm on the road. I'm the one driving correct, and and that's like that in every aspect of our life, right? It's so hard to like look in the mirror and say, what things do I need to work on, not only to have friends in my life but to be a friend. I want people 
who are reliable. I want people I can trust in my life. I want people I can depend on in my life. But if someone looks at me, are they able to say, Geo someone I can trust. Geo someone I can depend on. And that's kind of like where I was going with this when I thought about this. I was like, man, am I being a friend to someone or am I just kind of expecting it from everyone else? Um, Proverbs uh, 17, 17 is a quick little uh, proverb, but I really like what it says. It says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Uh, and a question I want to ask you guys, have you made yourself available for someone at time of, uh, at the time of adversity? I'm glad Richard shared that whole hospitality thing where, you know, sometimes I'm so glad when, when plans get canceled, right? I say yes to them, and then in the middle of it, I'm like, <laughs> my wife will remind me, hey, we got this thing you said yes to. Like, oh. And then they call, hey, it got canceled. Yes. <laughs> or like, we got people coming over, Gio, don't forget. Okay. And then it's like, oh, they're not coming. Like my, my hospitality factor needs a little more enthusiasm and help. Um, but, you know, am I making myself available? If someone calls, if someone needs someone to talk to, am I actively trying to, like, avoid that? Or am I being empathetic and saying, let me hear you out. Let me, let me see if I can at least be a shoulder you can cry on or an ear I can lend or maybe some advice I can give. Um, and we receive more. That's, and that, at the end of the day, is the value that we get where God blesses us more in, in not, not always in material ways, but when we make ourselves available and we lend a hand and when we, when we give, we get more than, than when you know, we're physically receiving something. Um, I used to read this passage for some reason. I don't know if it's ever happened to you. I used to, I used to read this passage. It says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is, I used to read it as, is born from a time of adversity. But I kept, I read it in different translations and, the, and, the, and, and it says, for a time of adversity, not from it. And so, I, I, like I said, I, for some reason, I don't know why, maybe because of how somebody, I heard it one day and I just kept repeating it um, as from. And, and, and for me, there is a big difference of, of from and for. Um, when, you div- when you find, like I said, when you find those people that we can trust, that we can you know, build a bond with, um, when we are going through those times and those people are there, um, or when we are there for them, um, that's what the verse says. It's for a time of adversity. We are already kind of there. We're present. Um, and yes, why not? From a time of adversity as well. Um, after the dust settles and the smoke clears, sometimes we see the people that remain with us, right? Um, we see the people that know us for us and they, they're still with us. Um, and like I said earlier, the crowd that I used to be a part of and the crowd that used to, f- I want to say follow me, but at least that I was part of, after everything that's happened and now I'm at this point in my life, it's, you know, a fine, smaller circle. And I'm grateful for them. Um, so if we read back the sacred reading, I, I spoke to, to Brooke about it as well, and I kind of picked it um, because it kind of lines up with 
this whole thing of 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 being a, uh, <coughs> having friends or, or or being closely knit with someone. So if we read verse 12 again from Romans, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, and then practice hospitality. Um, you know, how do, how do we do these things? Um, when we partner up with each other, um, when we find people who we can relate to, who have those same values as we do, first of all, Christian values, um, um, because at the end of the day, all his word is what, at least in my personal life, encompasses what I do. Um, there's been points in my life where I've, when I was in college and kind of on my own, you could say, I, you know, I, I try to get away from, from it. I, I wanted to, I wanted to do things on my own. I, I didn't, you know what I mean? I I grew up in the church, and I grew up hearing sermons, and there was points in my life where I said, ah, I, I hit that stage in my life where I I said, do I believe in this, or was I just told about this? Um, and there came points in my life where, like I said, I, I try to get away from it. I try to say, Lord, I don't want this. I want to do my own thing, and figure things out on my own, but it never led to anything um, fruitful. Um, and so thinking about that, now that I'm, I'm older, my, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to come off as like some holier than thou kind of, you know, person, but and my life revolves is is revolves around Christ in that sense in his word um my relationship with with my wife revolves around Christ my relationship with my kids revolves around Christ my re- relationship with you guys revolves around Christ if if someone for some reason sometimes might want to seek advice or or a word i i like i can't not think of about his word without you know and give advice like it always goes back to what the word says um uh, and 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 i've been in those situations where i try to like like okay maybe i can say something that doesn't have to do with with the bible but it's like pulling it out of you know my own wisdom here let me see what i can give you nothing it's empty at least you know my life's experiences have have come from walking with Christ. So like everything I do revolves around that. And so when we partner up with someone who has those same way of viewing life or viewing, you know, their situation, um, doing these things, being patient in affliction, being faithful in prayer, being joyful in hope become a bit easier. Um, why? Because we, we practice hospitality. And in the end, we, 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 Rejoice with those who rejoice, and we mourn with those who mourn. And you guys did a great job of explaining those situations in your personal life. Um, and so the second point, the main thing I want to get out of is being available. Um, that hospitality part, that being um, available with someone when it comes to their suffering or their, their situation. It's, we might not always have the answer. 
we might not always have the solution for them to like, hey, this is what you should do, um, you know, because we have, might have not experienced that particular situation. Greatest ability, it's a, it, greatest ability, it's availability. And that's right, because sometimes some people just need that. Um, you know, if someone came to me and, and, you know, they're going through, I don't know, they, they lost a child or they're going through a divorce, like, I can't wrap my head around that because I'm, I'm, I haven't traveled, I haven't done, I have, that hasn't happened to me. Um, but sometimes people just want to be heard, and at the end of the day, if I can share Christ's love through my hearing, through my words, and they can themselves be drawn to Christ through that, then that is probably like the best advice that I can give in the end. Um, so that's the second point, value of being a friend. Look yourself in the mirror, say, are the, are the values or the things that I'm expecting from others in my do I have those things? I want someone reliable, patient. I want someone who's trustworthy. Am I those things for someone else? Because it's so easy to say, oh, they're lacking this. They're missing that. But am I lacking those things? Am I missing those areas? And if I am, Lord, help me develop those things so that if somebody calls upon me, I can be there for them. Lastly is a friend to who? Uh, like I initially shared, Christ's love is available to everyone. Uh, and we should work to share that with as many people as we can. But we are not called. And this is kind of like one of those topics where I'm like, man, this is hard to develop. And in itself, I was uh, looking at other things and they had whole sections of it. And it can be a topic within itself. Um, so a friend to who is the last the, the last one, right? Um Christ's love is available to everyone and should work to share with as many people as we can, but we are not called to make bonds or friendships with everyone. Um, choose your friends. Don't let them choose you was always my dad's advice to me. Um, he, I'd go to school and he'd always tell me, make sure you choose your friends. Make sure you choose. I mean, it sounds like my dad's dad told him and his dad's dad told him and he was telling me and that's what I'm going to tell Judah and you know and it's just gonna because it's the truth and and as much as he told me one day you'll understand and I'm like, the guy's just talking but now that I'm here I'm like I should have listened you know but um it's it's part of life I have these experiences now and, and all that but that was one of his main pieces of advice uh, again, we are not called to make bonds, um, ties, friendships. Now that we understand what a friendship is, being uh, someone that you know you open your heart to them and, and, and create a bond with, uh, with every single person or with everyone. Choose your friends; don't let them choose you. Um, and then I wrote down: there are certain people we must sadly avoid. Um, I had a friend of mine, uh, who also who I still. Danny, uh, he, he moved to, to Minnesota, I believe, um, in pursuit of his, his, his dream too. He also works in, in, in the culinary field and he got a, Michigan, he moved to Michigan. Um, he got a position offered to be a chef out there. And, um, and, and, and speaking with him, he was my youth leader at one point. 
um, when I was around 18. And, and he spoke about this a lot. Um, he had gone through uh, several um, um, how should I say um, rehabs, rehab program. He, he had trouble drinking and he would share that with us. Um, and for him, he said that the the most difficult part of that was having to let go of his old friends. Um, because they got to a point where his the, the, the circle of friends he still had did not want to let him go um, in the sense that he, whenever they met, they didn't understand or comprehend that he was trying to turn a new leaf in his life. He was he's trying to become better. He was trying to give up old vices. He was he was trying to pursue Christ. And even though he would use that as an excuse sometimes, I'm just going to share Christ with them. I'm going to be. They didn't want to listen. And 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 he would always tell me it was harder for me to try to pull all four or five of them up than it was easier for all five of them to pull me back down. Um, and so he would he would he would he would tell us this in. And again, not in hopes of like breaking up friendships or doing this or that, but he's like, you got to get to a point in your life where, where, where you got to think about this. And now this is an extreme case, right? An addiction or, or a vice. But the Bible also talks about other areas that we're going to kind of see real quickly, um, about people, again, if we want to strengthen our walk with Christ, if we want to find partners and, and friends, um, what they should look like. Um, 1 Corinthians 15.13 says very simply, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. No matter how strong you think you might be, uh, the more you hang out with them, you know, the, the more you'll, you'll look like them. Um, in Spanish, there's a saying, el que anda con lobos, aullarse aprende. Whoever runs with wolves eventually learns how to howl like a wolf. Um, birds of a flock, right? That's the... Or how did it say? Birds of a feather stick together. But, you know, um, you develop, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Avoid those who try to drag you down to what you're trying to leave behind. Um, and so that was one of the advices I was going to give, and I give to you even now. Even as, as adults, I, at the workplace, at school, uh, wherever we may move, uh, there's always people who aren't. Um, thinking like us or, or, or valuing the same things as we do. Um, James 4.4 4 clearly says, Friendship with the world is an enmity with God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be friends with the world becomes an enemy of God. Um, the world doesn't necessarily mean people. And, and I, I read this and I was like, I'm not going to share this. This is too hard. But I was like, this is the word of, this is the Bible. Um, and I read it and I read it and... and the world doesn't necessarily mean people. It doesn't that be impossible to avoid your coworker, your your your, your friends that you grew up with, um, but more so what the world's agenda that has been trying to push on you, what the standards of the world are, what the world says is right, uh, what the world says, uh, oh, that this is allowed to do. Um, like I said. Uh, for the younger, for us even, uh, just this wave of, of social media influence that's come over the younger generation, 
Uh, even me, I, I'm, I have like Facebook and Instagram and my wife says, you should get TikTok, you should get, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of these, I got like rid of Snapchat, and I got rid of other, like I can't keep up with them, man, I, I'm, I'm done. I have Instagram, I'll post my pictures of what I cook, uh, and I'll post you guys, and then even her, she's like, you haven't posted us in a while. And I'm like, come on, like, everyone knows I'm married, everyone knows my kids. Um, but just this wave of, of, of this pressure of social media and, and the standards that they were trying to set for the younger generation of what's right, of what should be accepted, of what's normal, um, what should not be questioned, or what should not, you know, um, is just very powerful. So uh, the norms and the standards that they're trying to push. Um, Romans 12.2 invites us to not conform to the patterns of the world, but to transform ourselves by the renewing of our minds. Again, to not conform to the patterns of the world. And that's what it means there. Um, throughout the scriptures, it talks about the love of God to, for the world. For God to love the world. God didn't come send you know, his only son to condemn the world. So when it, it speaks about that, it speaks about the people of, of us, you, me, your neighbor, your, your coworker. And then again, when it uses the word world in this other context, again, it refers to those things. So... Uh, avoid those who seek to divide. That's the first one. First, av- avoid those who seek to drag you back down to the old, um, the old you, you could say. Um, you're trying to improve. There's always people who, maybe they don't do it maliciously, but they do it because you were more fun when you used to do this. You were more, you were more this when you were hanging out with us and doing this. Um, it's, it's sad to say, but even, I would I wouldn't consider them though friends. Uh, um, I've had people who are like, "Hey man, if that's what you want to do, then it's cool," um, and they accept you for the changes you're trying to make, and they encourage you for the changes you're trying to make. Um, and then there's others who are like, again, "No oh, man, you used to be more fun when you used to do this. You used to be better. You used to." And so, those are the first group that I would encourage you to kind of think about, dwell on, say, Lord, give me the strength. If I need to be there and testify and maybe pull some of them out, show me. If I'm not strong enough to, to withstand those trials and those temptations, show me as well. Because, again, some, sometimes we're not as strong as we think we are. We, we can't be out here testing ourselves or, I'm, I'm going to go do you know. Um, so, And then the second one, avoid those who divide. Uh, who create gossip, quarrels, unfruitful discussions, slanderers at the workplace, school, even at the local church. Titus 3.9 uh, verse 11 says, if people are causing division intentionally, um, I added that intentionally in there, people are causing division among you, give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing to do with them. For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sin condemned them. God has called us to be at peace with everyone as far as it depends on us. People who are maliciously trying to divide, spreading gossip, slandering, um, like I said, at, at work, at school, at, even at the local church, I'm, I'm glad we don't. I've been to those churches where it's, you know, the, the more numbers sometimes it's like, whoa, you talk like that, man? You really think like that? Um, it's like you're talking about your brother and sister in Christ. Like you really, you feel like that about that, um, or at the workplace. You know, it's it's just a constant. Sometimes 
the, the more, you know, I've been in management for a little bit longer, I'm just like, man, some of these issues are simply he said, she said. Um, it could be easily avoided. So the second group, um, those who seek to divide. Um, if, like I said, if people are causing division, um, don't partake in those activities. Uh, don't, fill, don't, don't form bonds or friendships with them. Um, let us be wise when choosing who we establish friendships with. If there is a relationship we have to depart from, ask God for wisdom to do so. Um, if it's a relationship that probably you must stay there to hopefully help them, like I said, also ask God for wisdom. Um, some people were called to do that. I remember when my first, when my, um, when my dad first came to Christ, um, he had this urge to head back to his hometown in Mexico and, and, and share the love of Christ with, with everyone from his hometown. And he did. Uh, and people couldn't believe the change in his life when they, when they saw him again. Um, and he had a chance to just kind of speak in the town square and he was, it's a small town. So he was kind of like, you know, he's the town, town guy who used to play basketball. And anyways, um, but he, he had that. And, and, and like I said, sometimes we are called to that. And sometimes we're, <laughs> we're not. God is calling us to move forward. And, 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 and if we're not mentally or, capable of saying no to a temptation or saying no to to something, then we must move forward. Um, and lastly, to kind of close off, we should never forget to, that he himself has offered us his friendship. Um, John 15, God tells his disciples and us, I will no longer call you servants, um, but now you call you my friends. Um, Every characteristic that we desire in a friend, we can find in Jesus. Um, every characteristic that we want to find in others, let's ask God to say, do I have those characteristics, characteristics to offer as well? Um, there's value in friendship, and there's value in being a friend. So um, I just want to close out with that. Um, like I said, think about that. Be happy for those who you have in your life. Um, if you're saying, you know, I, I, I really don't have friends, um, I pray that this community here can be a, a friend to you and you can be a friend to each other um, and help strengthen each other and build each other up because that's what uh, we need more of. Um, so I'm going to close out in a word of prayer. Um, it looks like Caesar, I went a little bit over. Um, Caesar's getting ready. Um, so... I'm just going to pray to close out and kind of dismiss us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for everyone who made their way out here today. I pray that you be with us the rest of the week. Um, we thank you for your word. Um, it was a fruitful for me to begin with. Um, uh, continue to guide us and, and show us what you want and the purposes that you want in our life. Um, be with us the rest of this week and uh, help us identify the friends that we need to keep close in our life and and help us uh, be the friends that um, someone might need at some point in their life. I thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
see everyone in YouTube if you're, if you're there. And thank you guys. Stick around for some lunch. Hang out for a little bit. Make some friends. Thank you.